Yes, welcome and welcome back to the Big Rap Cookbook Podcast with myself, Buda French, and Samuel Fatty Hemingway. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This week we have a guest who is certified Big Rap Cookbook Extended Family. Not only was he in the, uh, the first issue of the cookbook, he also made the music that is playing below my gorgeous voice right now. Uh, and as a certified podcast legend, he also gave us a few hints and tips before we uh, we kicked off this new chapter of the project. Uh, of course, the man I'm talking about is producer extraordinaire, MC, oh, wears a lot of hats, The Last Skeptic. Um, Last Skeptic's food journey, if you will, is quite a unique one as he went from being a vegetarian growing up to eating meat. So we had a, a very interesting chat about that. Uh, a well-travelled man, he's been all over the world and ate in uh, some very interesting places, so he gave us a bit of a global food tour and also talked to us about his chefing days where, rumour has it, he was more of a hard-ass in the uh, the kitchen than Gordon Ramsay. So, uh, yeah, really entertaining and interesting podcast, this one. I hope you enjoy it. As per every episode, please hit us up on social media and let us know your thoughts. Of course, the uh, thing you need to tap in is at Big Rap Cookbook. Um, again, thanks to everyone who's listening so far, everyone who's sharing with their friends and family. We uh, we generally really appreciate your feedback. It's been really helpful. Um, so yeah, please keep that coming. So without further ado, the last skeptic. As the music of the last skeptic flawlessly fades down into nothing, the voice of the man himself comes into play last skeptic how you doing man you're right beautiful that was poetry if anything it was, wasn't it? It, was I've been... just, it was it was magical it was and i felt a tingle in me i've been thinking about that for weeks man <laughs> well it was beautiful it was worth, it was worth every second of every hour that you spend thinking of it yeah definitely and there was a lot i was looking in the mirror just psyching myself yeah, up like don't like... fuck this up this is your big moment great yeah eight mile style <laughs> so um yeah so basically like as with most people we usually start the um the podcast just by talking about your experience of food growing up and yours was um yours was a bit of a a, a different uh i guess a different way man you grew up as a as a as a vegetarian within your family and then obviously yeah. you now you now eat meat and mm. um and what have you so how was it growing up as a vegetarian as a, as a kid yeah so like um so I grew up first 27 years of my life as veg- as a full vegetarian, never trying meat or, or fish products or, or animal products. In, in, I mean, obviously I was eating dairy and cheese and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, uh, it, it was, I mean, I can't, I can't complain. Like I ate really well, you know, my, my parents knew how to cook really well, really like nutritious and, you know, d- delicious things that I, I didn't feel at any point. Like I was, missing out health wise um you know i i definitely felt since a kid that i that was that i was missing out experience wise without a doubt um mm. growing up you know you know i'm a bit older that there, there was a point back then where the, the the vegan and vegetarian alternatives just were pretty much non-existent in terms of like public sphere so your mcdonald's i'd go to a mcdonald's kids party and <laughs> have to have like a bun with a slice of cheese because like everybody <laughs> even the fucking chip during beef fat uh oh, yeah. you know it's like kids birthday parties in general i just wouldn't i wouldn't eat very much at all um but saying that most of the time being a londoner like 
living, growing up in Finsbury Park, you know, I would be around friends that, you know, parents were Jamaican or, or cooking more Ital food which was was vegan and or uh indian friends that were eating mostly vegetarian so a lot of that you know wasn't necessarily a problem going to friends houses so i didn't feel like i missed out in in that regard um apart from like say at school when it was like chicken shop culture everyone would be going chicken shop and i'll be like yeah (laughs) i can't do anything here guys man i'm sorry um but there wasn't a lot of pressure there wasn't a lot of like peer pressure really um in in north london to do anything not not only to smoke or do drugs but to fucking you know eat meat there wasn't really a lot of it i didn't feel a lot of like guilt or anything um so yeah it was just like proper i just enjoyed being a veggie and i enjoyed talking to people i never preached to anyone um Mm. i was always like this is my decision and you guys eat me around me it's not a problem but this is why i choose to do it you know there's enough food to go around for me to not have to kill an animal um and yeah the food the food at home was just fucking banging you know my, my my dad made like really good veggie versions of everything like chili con carne and like shepherd's pie yeah, I see. um my nan had come from like making like uh, like quiches and shit like that and so i you know i had a lot of like memories of just making really banging vegetarian food yeah, so what's the stuff that you talked about in the book about like the textured vegetable protein? Yeah, it's marinated yeah. marma. I've never heard of that type of stuff before, man. That sounds that sounds like a science that's experiment. That's a good one. Yeah. TVP, yeah. man. That's a good one. I haven't yeah. I haven't experienced that. Yeah, TVP was like the original fake meat mince. Oh, um, okay. And it's been around for like such a long time. because uh, it's essentially a soya product. Um and you know you throughout history throughout you know for, for however many for however long time you could even find that within like chinese cuisine and 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 everything like that is you could have tvp was used to make mock duck or mock whatever wow. um and in the the 70s it, in in this era of people being awakened to being vegetarian and choosing a different lifestyle um when it comes to food tvp was the main alternative you know you had tempeh you mm. had other stuff but yeah, you could just buy it in like sacks and then you fucking marinate it and then have it in, in space of meat or, or form it to something else. Oh, um, right. I still, I guess it's you should, still use it. Yeah, you should get into that. You should get into that, Scotty, man, if you're yeah. on the... Well, meat, like, you, it's quite I, a good I, little protein substitute. You have to hydrate it, don't you? Like, mm. Well, can you just do that while you're... If you're making like a chili con carne or yeah. something, you can just throw it in. Yeah, right? just whack it in the mix. Like, and then it, you know... I, I sometimes I marinate it, but a lot of the times, to be honest, I'll just be cooking, throw it in there, and then put in the tomato sauce or put in something else, and keep adding water if I think it's too dry or needs needs extra. Mm. It's yeah, I try yeah, it's to got like... good texture. It's quite a nice. Chew yeah, yeah, it. it's really nice. Proper nice. Yeah, sick. I have to look into it. I try to stay away from like the little substitutes a little bit more because mm. it's alright to have it now and then, but I quite like just to have, you know, vegetables for vegetables' yeah. sake. Do you know what I mean? And and, and explore like. Stuff like um, nowadays you see a lot of um, like Satan and stuff like that, which I don't know why. I don't know because of it's the name, but it scares the shit out of me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and also it's it's wheat, so I can't eat it. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. And they they make like a lot of burgers out of it as well. So you're kind of having and those almost, burgers it's almost are like banging. They are sick. Yeah, yeah. They're great, but it's like almost having like wheat, uh, having like bread within two bits of bread. Exactly. Almost, you know? yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's great. So what made you um, what made you start to eat meat? obviously um, it's a, like it's a reverse reverse way of a lot of people do it, yeah isn't it? so um, yeah like I, it was a, it was a mixture between 
um, realizing I couldn't have wheat or dairy and then really want, you know, struggling to find things to eat when I was traveling um, that didn't involve those two things that weren't meat, if that makes sense. Um, right. It's a mixture between that and also feeling like I had no con- concept um, of what like bacon tasted like or what yeah. burger was, <laughs> you know, and I felt like I was missing out like age 27, you know, yeah. I wouldn't even know the taste you were describing if you told me about pork. I mean, I don't even know what that, I don't even know what that tastes like. So I felt like I just, I needed to fucking know. Um, and also just traveling around and missing out on all the delicacies and, you know, sitting at tables with people and not, and having to, re- to turn down things, which is totally mm. fine because people are respectful. But within myself, it's like, oh man, I wish I could fucking try that. I, I want the store yeah. to fucking <laughs> go eat from like market stalls and stuff. And now I've come back around to being like, trying to eat meat only maybe once every couple of weeks so i'm i've kind of like reversed it a bit now um because i know how you know how serious and, and important it is for the planet to really reduce uh meat intake um but i think that really is it, it it depends you know i would never preach that to anyone even though i i would suggest it everyone to yeah. meet forcefully suggest it to people. <laughs> Force- never <laughs> yeah. no i think it's just really important to do and to think about and to you know um watching so much bourdain as well recently um re-watching i should mm. say um you know where he's talking about you should really be able to to to, to watch the animal uh die that you're gonna eat <laughs> you know you should really yeah, be able to see course, where it comes yeah. from um you know to really like earn that that that, that uh being able to eat it and that was really the only r- real thing i really dislike about disliked about bourdain ever is how harsh he is on vegans and vegetarians um mm-hmm. but even he says that you know what i mean so i, I don't know yeah interesting. so I'm, I'm rambling rambling no, 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 that's that's good, though. no i was interested in the the, the traveling angle when you're when you've got some kind of um dietary requirements it's not easy to find like vegan food uh or even like vegetarian food sometimes and like yeah i, I wondered if you sort of just ever thought about biting the bullet and just you know having a bit of snake heart or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i don't oh man i was i really want to try snake wine but that's something different um yeah I think, well, look, like I said, India is like half vegetarian anyway. You know, that there's it's such a big uh, vegetarian uh, culture and a way of life in terms of respecting animals, especially respecting the, the cow uh, as, as a holy uh, figure uh, or holy creature. And um, so, and, and Japan, again, is like not difficult to be vegetarian. I lived in Japan for four months, 10 years ago when I was a full vegetarian. And I struggled in terms of fish but not meat um mm. so like so sometimes i would just give in and just ah this broth there eh, you know i, I know it's yeah. fish broth, but i'm just gonna have to eat it because i want to eat um and i think that there you know veganism you know has been around for millennia like buddhism uh you know bit respecting animals and everything like that that is is you know, it's been around for such a long time. Um, but it's more, you know, a, a lot a lot to do with, like, diet is related to poverty and uh, eating what is around and eating what is available. 
and um and you're right being uh, we have the the privilege in order over here to to be able to eat whatever we want mm-hmm. um and make those decisions um but yeah i don't know where i was rambling with that um, <laughs> no that, 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 that's, an, <laughs> that's an interesting angle because a lot of the times when people talk about veganism or vegetarianism it's from either an animal cruelty point of view an environmental point of view uh, or a, or a, a health point of view yeah. whereas it's you rarely sort of have the other side of things the other side of the the kind of argument talking about like the economical mm. point of view or, or or just the need to do it like you know you don't like you say we can kind of we forget how sport we are like we said we don't have to see an animal get killed for us mm. to eat it mm. we can have whatever we want from all over the world on our doorstep in most places mm. where like you say some some people are going to have to eat meat or animal products out of necessity because mm. that that might just be what they have available yeah 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 exactly imagine being an inuit and and having to literally eat blubber in like yeah. wherever it you know in the very the, the very north north hemisphere you know and or or uh skinning animals and using their the their, their fur for pelts and shit like that and i know people complain about that but you know it's always new vegans and new vegetarians that complain about this stuff because people have been like that for like six months and i had this chat with uh Roma Shranganathan about it when he came on mine because he's obviously a vegan and we were both like talking about how the the very militant ones are the ones are who are very new to it and feel like they should mm. take down everybody because they've discovered yeah. a way and that's that doesn't represent like veganism in in general you know what i mean like that, that mm. at all like mm. as someone who was a vegetarian for so long and will probably return to it you know i'll probably return to it fully like at some at some stage um you know like i'll go through three or four months of doing it again um but it, i think it's about picking your battles and we we can never ignore the societal uh you know things around it that really like affect how, how and why people consume meat and or, or their need mm. to do so culturally or or everything like that we, you know otherwise it ends up being like some kind of uh imperialism on our behalf like cultural imperialism on our behalf saying you you can't do this because we're enlightened and we've seen the way you know i've, I've yeah. it's a lot more complicated than we than than people could you know uh think yeah it's just not black and white is it yeah um, but yeah, go, going back to the the, the, the traveling side of things, because obviously you've 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 been all over, man. I mean, you keep uh, you keep moving, man. You've been to some interesting places. Can you pinpoint um, a country or an area which had some of your favorite food? I mean, without a doubt, I know it's super played out to say, but Vietnam is the best uh, f- food destination in the world. Yeah, without a doubt, that's a that's like the third time someone said that. Yeah, really, no, it's yeah. that's so crazy. It's obvious to say, but it it just really is fucking true. And like, you know, if and I know, you know, we, we won't spend too much time on it because I'm sure everyone else has spoken about it. But it literally is just everywhere you go, you're gonna get a good meal for like yeah. no money at all. And like, I've had good and bad meals, like pretty much everywhere else in the world. I've had incredible meals elsewhere in the world, but Vietnam is like just consistent. You know, you go there and you're going to get good fucking food. And especially for me, because they don't use soy sauce, which has wheat in it. And they don't have dairy. So for me, it's like, I don't have to like struggle being like, hey, this is gluten-free in in a different language or or, or something. (laughs) To to struggle. Even in Japan, like recently in in January, I, I really had to kind of, 
discuss and be like, is there any soy sauce in this? Like, because <laughs> if yeah, really, yeah. I can't have it. That's uh, a struggle over there, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I imagine if I ever went to China, which I really want to do, uh, it would be really difficult because I know the cuisine is so heavy in, in, in soy sauce and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, like, um, I've had amazing food also. Like, Colombia, the food was really good. Um, not very green at all. Like, they didn't have many vegetables, which. Yeah, I just imagine like Colombia, like kind of meaty stews, yeah. like kind of that kind of vibe. Yeah, it's. it's a lot of rice, uh, coconut rice, which is really good. Um, mm. like my, I had incredible steak there. Um, but on, on the beach, I'd eat like red grilled red snapper with coconut rice. And that was just like my favorite <sighs> fucking meal. Uh, oh man. Snapper is the one. That is so fucking good. And arepas, which are like my favorite thing again, cause they're made out of corn. So I can eat those mm-hmm. end up having like a corn sandwich with like fucking meat inside. Um, super banging. Uh, I love the food in Colombia. Um, Syria was really good for food. Like I yeah. love Syrian food. Um, when I was in Dam- Damascus, like I ate full, which is like the fava bean uh, kind of stew kind of thing, um, which had like yogurt. I can, obviously I can eat it now, but then I was eating like the natural yogurt, and then it had like bread underneath, and it was fucking banging. And it's like a traditional uh, post mosque like worship food and then you just you go in there like after after prayer and it's like just the atmosphere is amazing and, and the and it was just fucking banging. Yeah um, you spoke about that in the book man. I, I'm happy you brought that up because that yeah. sounded that sounded like I've never heard of it obviously but yeah. like that that sounded incredible just just when you spoke about it in the book. Yeah it's banging proper banging. Um I'm trying to think so I I mean a couple lists like dozers morning dozers in india oh yeah man they are the best oh they're so they're so cheap as well just cheap. Like, and they could they, you, i could eat like four of them yeah. but like one is enough man Do you know what i mean they're, <laughs> they're banging though. yeah one is always enough but you, you it's so light it's so light oh it's so good man yeah probably. just that little potato little little sambal whatever it is in there yeah. that you get oh and then the little the little masalas to dip yeah, that into yeah. that is the one for me man that's the that's the breakfast oh yeah big time. time and vegetarian again and like it, it, the food in india is just is incredible and um is if you stay away from me like it is fucking incredible um tacos in la are the best tacos in the world I think, mm. I mean, sure, people probably hate me for that. Yeah. Well, the, the best ones that I've experienced, like I haven't been to Mexico, right, right. so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to go to Mexico and, you know, travel around. And that's probably going to be one of my next destinations that I go to because then I can, it can blow away fucking LA's tacos out of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucking incredible, man. Like next level. Um, and the last one I wrote on my list was uh, in Tobago doubles doubles are so fucking good and i watched the bourdain episode recently where he's gone gone to get them and yeah i don't i don't know how, if he was convinced structurally because i think <laughs> god didn't really hold hold together but they're just like two little kind of soft like chewy flour fritter things filled with like a a type of dal basically uh chickpea dal with like tamarind sauce and hot chili and it's really small it's like a snack but it's fucking banging like there was a guy that would just cycle around and he'd be the doubles man and you would just have to try and find him and then he would just like hook you up with the doubles 
That's it. Going back to um, Vietnam, man, just because it reminded me of what we were saying about new new vegans. When you got when you got back from your first trip to Vietnam, mm. did you get on your high horse about how people pronounce fa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I it was just itching to call someone up on it when they say fo, just like <laughs> you know, I've been over. Especially when it's fucking uh, white-owned Vietnamese restaurants that have like a pun like "fo real" and it's like it's not yeah. pronounced that way, man. Fo real, yeah, but like it's again, we I can't I can't be mad because <laughs> if you're just learning about food, I don't ever want to be. Um, too inclusive or like clicky when it comes to food because i think it's such an important thing for it to be you never feel like you're excluding anyone and when you try and be too like you know uptight about stuff like that and be like i think it's like fur actually (laughs) then it it makes people not interested in trying to experiment or try new things you know i called them fur fur at one point so you know like and i probably still do for the ease of like if i'm around someone's house and we're all getting you know uber eats or something and they're like oh what food do you want i'll be like oh fuck and i what (laughs) (laughs) that's the next level that's the next level but you're saying it wrongly just to appease people (laughs) things change their meaning and 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 stuff like that is i feel like it's not a bad it's not as a bad a mistake as saying like chai tea or like non bread or something like that, you know what I mean? We're just saying the same word twice. have kids and I ain't got shit. Nothing in my fridge. Lucky on the key just dipped and there's ketchup on my tea and I'm pissed. I guess life's too short, so you gotta laugh. No one gives a fuck on my heads in the past. Half in the future, empty in the glass. I just stopped. I can't stop thinking about in the back of my mind since we first questioned. I can't stop thinking about kids' birthday parties now, man. Like. <laughs> I've just had this thing in my head since we started. Like, I can't get it out. I have to say it now. It's like, There's no man. food I miss more than like school dinners cake. And, you know, it, it just wouldn't be worth the amount of pain it would cause me to, to have like, <laughs> a dick with custard or like. Yeah, what like that steamed, like that steamed pudding. So, yeah. It was the best cake ever invented. Yeah, man. Like school I, dinner I, cake. I don't understand why, it's so, why it was so good. And I don't understand what they did. Maybe it was yeah. full nostalgia, um, but yeah, it was fucking incredible. I, l- I like to think that that's just been passed down from generation to generation of hair net wearing ladies yeah, in yeah. aprons, and only the they know the recipe. Yeah, uh, secret, <laughs> top secret. Yeah, for real. Um, back in your chefing days, man, you were running a kitchen yeah. in uh, Washington D.C. Yeah. How did that come about? Yeah, so it was only a, a brief, a brief foray into it. Um, but I had a work placement year in my uh, university course, and I applied to like two hundred internships in uh, in America in, in Washington D.C. because I had some friends there. And um, so when I finally got one, uh, work volunteering at this charity, obviously it was volunteering, and I was there for a year, so I needed to get some side hustles. Um, <laughs> and so I just applied for, I, yeah, I just went into loads of places near me and tried to get any kind of work. So I worked in a record store as well, um, and then uh, I also started cooking in this vegan restaurant in like DC. I didn't even know how it happened. I think it was a friend of a friend, and um, yeah, I just started like having to cook all of the brunches and then all of a sudden I was in charge of the kitchen and you know it wasn't a big place but it was just like a really exciting um experience to have to like you know order people around and then uh you know just cook like cook up plates you know fucking all after all morning and afternoon and uh yeah it was pretty sick I would just go in like super hungover um (laughs) 
just end up like smashing far too many eggs on on my on my feet by accident <laughs> i would totally miss the bowl because i was hanging but i think like you know i, I think i was a pretty good chef at, at, at the time i think well, i was i was super young i was only like 19 20 um wow. but like what you know had i'd only started recently cooking for people at, like friends at uni um so i was kind of just perfecting it like i'm a lot more confident now i feel like i could i could do it now easy, easily i could just transition into the world of chefing just from the amount that i cook for everyone all the fucking time and, and love it wow. it was such a short period of time but it it made such a big impact on me you know mm, cooking yeah. being in like a hot kitchen and shouting at people it's fucking great <laughs> did you have many like no experience in the kitchen before then you just got you kind of just jumped in at the yeah, deep end or... yeah no experience at all oh, wow. i mean apart from home kitchen yeah i was gonna say because it's um it's one thing cooking for like people you know, or cooking for yourself and being yeah. able to cook, but it's another thing to to go into a, you know a kitchen and do it. Yeah. The, even just the time management and we're speaking to to, this, to someone else about this. I can't remember who it was, but like I would just get stressed out by take the cooking out of it, man. Just the the time management and the order of things and yeah. the organization that that blow my brains out. How was like the transition to that, man? Was it did you was it like a duck to a water or was was it super stumbling blocks? Yeah, I think, to be honest, I didn't have many issues. I think my like, time manager's always been kind of all right. So it wasn't a problem. I think I had like a lot of, uh, some trouble with waiters and have, making making stuff on time, banging it out, and then people not collecting it and taking it out yeah. <laughs> or something. And they'll be like, what the fuck's going on? And I'd end up getting a bit, bit aggy with people. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think other than that, it was pretty fine. It was all pretty straightforward stuff. So, you know, like brunch menu shit and, you know, salads and stuff like that. So I I could knock it out pretty quick. Sick. I was going to ask if you had any like go-to Ramsey-esque put-downs to to the rest (laughs) of the stuff. I wish I'd remember. (laughs) I'm sure I said foul shit to people. Super super British. Um, but yeah, it was a long, such a long time ago. Let the ear listen here. Simply say the Jimmy's with the ginger beer, twisting bears, roots now. I'm in the clear years past, trying to get a grasp of the current task. Are you gonna pass with flying colours? What kind of things do you like chefing up for your for your mates, man? Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I've been doing lots of experimenting recently, of course, in, in lockdown. Um, you know, so I've been trying lots of new things. Like even with TVP recently, I've been trying to make like schnitzels, like veg- oh, wow. veg- vegetarian TVP, uh, like spinach schnitzels. And they've been fucking banging and then just making mm. loads of those and then doubling them up in like gluten-free bread and having like vegan cheese and just making burgers and fucking banging shit. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, like big, cottage pies and lasagnas i've also been doing this like thing where i'll just make the cottage instead of the pie so i'll just do like make this match like caramelized onion uh, in the mix um and you know great vegan cheese on it and then put it in the oven so it's just the fucking cottage <laughs> at the top um and then make make some fucking sausages and steamed vegetables on the side so you've got like crispy crispy fucking mash uh and it's it's really banging um Nice. I think I've just been doing, I've been cooking so much that, you know, it all just goes out of your head. Like, um, <clears throat> yeah, I've just been perfecting chips big time. Um, I really think it's a, it's, it's a fallacy that people think you have to boil them first. 
think it's absolute nonsense. Uh, you literally just put them straight on a tray with rubbing all of your uh, seasonings, go to town on the seasonings and then like slow cook them in the oven and they're perfect every time, if, especially if you're using the red potatoes, which is the only way to go. Um, yeah, and just been, man, yeah, I made a crazy lasagna the other day. Um, been making some good steaks when I have my like once every couple of weeks meet. Um, I tried to make Scotch eggs the other day with TVP and uh, that totally failed, but because um, <laughs> they all kind of fell apart, uh, but they were still fucking delicious. They were just like, they looked like a deconstructed vegetarian Scotch egg, um, but it was still really banging. That's something that you've been experimenting a lot, man. I, felt, I found, yeah, sort of half and half that I've been doing some new bits, but also like just because you're at home we've been at home all the time so you like every single meals at home it's yeah. like i've just been sort of running out the same menu most weeks man you know yeah. just the old a la carte man i'm gonna drop my folder because I, t- I took a folder of all my meals that i've been making in isolation it's fucking it's huge man it's just it's really, i looked it through it the other day and realized shit i've done a lot like right at the beginning it was like the basic oh let me try let me try and bake some stuff i've never really baked before then i made like gluten-free vegan and courgette bread and it was fucking sick um and then i started going a bit crazy where i started doing like <laughs> big roasts like doing a fucking you know six hour roasting a chicken making like gluten-free yorkshire puddings and like crazy shit um yeah and just looking through this oh yeah i made like a sweet potato um sweet potato hash that just came out of nowhere. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. Got some sweet potatoes, got some cornflour, courgettes. And I'm going to just grate everything and just like, you know, make this like crazy hash. It was fucking sick. Um, I think that was, that's the beauty of it. I've just been experimenting so much with um, doing lots of stuff. Like I did uh, one night, I really fancied pad thai and I was really angry that every time you get pad thai, they charge you so much for it. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to fucking make a pad thai. And it was honestly cooked it for my friends and it was the best one that any of us had ever eaten apart from in Thailand obviously um but yeah it was pretty banging and so so cheap so cheap and easy doesn't even take that long um yeah loads of tacos just yeah I've been going fucking in man Ah man, you've been going insane. Yeah, <laughs> I was locked down that's with you, man. Cool. That sounds sick. Yeah. <laughs> There's a crazy. surprise around every corner now. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Tuna salad. I've done that crazy baked potatoes. Oh yeah, I made gluten-free fucking pancakes. Those were sick. Yeah, nice. Yeah, sorry, I've gone in, man. This folder's like No, this is sick. this is like <laughs> This is like when you see people look over their first rhyme book or something like that. One thing I bore you going in with too much else. One thing I was super proud of is that I worked out how to make vegan peppercorn sauce. And it is honestly the best fucking peppercorn sauce I've ever had in my life. Like, I don't see why you'd ever put dairy in it at this point. Like, and I'll have it on steak. So I'm doing it for allergy purposes, like more than anything else. But doing it with like soy cream, brandy, like vegetable stock, fuck loads of pepper. It's so fucking easy, man. And it's it's so good. And I I really just need to fucking market this shit. I'm really thinking about <laughs> making a sauces like uh business. Because I've been making my own yeah. mayonnaise throughout lockdown as well, and it's fucking sick. I just need to do like do all of that. Anyway, Get it bowled up. Yeah, just reminisce. Wait. Oh man, you can you can do that now, isn't it? Like these things happen easily now. All you gotta do is get a 
get the branding right, get an Instagram account set up, yeah. and then the money just rolls in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> have you got? Um, have you been doing any long-term like ferments or any like making any like <laughs> pickles or anything like that? No, I really wanted to, but I tried making pickles a couple of years ago, and and I just I don't know how I fucked up so badly. I think I boiled the chilies or something when I shouldn't have done, and so the whole fucking kitchen was filled with like this smell of like arsenic and like poison <laughs> and then when you tasted them i was like i think i'm killing myself i don't know why but yeah after then i was like nah i can't i needed to take a break so i haven't done it this time unfortunately obviously you've spoken about um spoken openly about mental health in the past and um sort of with the lockdown thing a lot of people have been experiencing um anxiety and uh not been going through the best times man so just kind of wanted to ask you about how eating and cooking sort of tie in yeah. uh to taking care of ourselves on that kind of front definitely i mean for me cooking is is therapy like 100 it will always make me feel better if i start doing something ridiculously complex in the kitchen and you know I, sh- I should just be making a 20 minute meal or something. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, ah, oh, look what I've prepared. I've just invented something new. Um, and that shit, like putting on a podcast and doing that is, you, you know, the only time I feel s- s- present and more so than making music. Um, and I think there's a real beauty in, uh, and, and meditative state in, um, in cooking where you're, you're providing for yourself and you're, you, you know, there's a very short uh, turnaround of, uh, of of like the pleasure and the dopamine receptors getting like sparking off. You know what I mean? It's not like when you make an album and then all of you've got to wait and then you drip feed the singles and people might not like it. And then a year later, you, you might get things staggered, people liking it. Like when you cook something for yourself or for other people, you're immediately feeling like, bam, I made something sick. I know it's sick. Yeah. They know it's sick. I'm enjoying myself. Everything's fine. Like it's like a really quick payoff. So, and I think for our mental health, like that's fucking important, especially within these times, like you need to see, be able to have purpose and do something that you can see the the fruits of your labor kind of like, you know, quickly really, and feel like you're improving and, um, and providing for yourself, which is also a big confidence boost, which, um, so I, I always recommend people to just start, you know, a lot of people like look at me and be like, or look at what I cook and be like, I couldn't really cook like that. And I'm like, no one's fucking taught me to cook ever in my life. Like, I just love food. So I just pick it up and I look at what other people are doing. I look at what people are doing badly. And I think, well, I, I know I could probably do that quite better because it's really easy. Like cooking is so easy. <laughs> it's not like, it is not rocket science. You just need to just learn your flavors and what you like to eat yourself and just you know have a go like don't be afraid to to fuck up um and i think that is is super important for 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 brain your your brains within this time and and all the time really yeah sick man you said you said yeah. something quite interesting there as well man just about how it's there's almost well there's a primal nature about it where you're you're just meeting your your basic needs mm. of surviving by eating and you know i think in the in the wider world today that maybe the cause or, or part of the cause for a lot of people's mental health issues are that they're they're neglected in lieu of you know social media or tv yeah. or your phones and stuff like that. whereas when you're cooking you're not 
I mean, you might have a recipe on your phone or whatever, but you're yeah. not attached to the outer no, world. No, 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 exactly. Concentrating on, on a thing that is effectively keeping you alive, which you yeah. need to do. So it's yeah. meeting, it's kind of like catering directly to your, your needs, isn't mm. it? It's like, it's obvious why it's, it's therapeutic and, and beneficial. And mm. it's like, as much as people have been suffering in this lockdown time, I think it's also directed people to the other side of things of, of, of reassessing what is important and, and, countless number of people have, have said about cooking and, and, and zoning in on that yeah 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 just get, making you exist within the current the, the present moment which is very very difficult um a lot of the time especially in terms of like fomo and shit like that like it will kind of it's within this time it's it's quite nice to not have fomo anyway in general but like the the, the cooking side of things just makes you forget everything all of that shit yeah, it's a normality. Heavy. Well, I think mean, we've touched on everything, man. Like, I, I, yeah. Like, I, yeah, you killed that, man. I really appreciate you coming on to do that. You want to do the? Did you want to do the bonus questions? Oh yeah, if you got some ideas for that. Oh, if you've got, yeah, let's do it then. Yeah, let's I mean, no, obviously, favorite TV chef is obviously Bourdain. There's no one else. There's no one else that exists ever. Like, obviously, um, but death, death row meal, I think, is going to be super boring. Um, it's going to be starting out with just fucking white bread toast, tons of butter, salt and pepper. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> because that is honestly like as much as I've eaten everything around the world, like butter toast is one of the most banging things you can fucking eat. Yeah, it is, man. I eat that every night before I go to bed at like three in the morning. <laughs> and then I kid myself. I kid myself it doesn't count if no one saw me. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't count at all. Yeah. Um, and then I'd go on to have crab and pork spring rolls. Oh, nice. And, um, of course, the rice paper rolls. Um, yeah. And a big bowl of fur, obviously. With all the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, What's that? Hey, what- yeah. <laughs> um, Are you going to finish that word? Or- <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I think because I'm dying anyway, it doesn't matter if I have dairy. So after that, <laughs> I'll have salted caramel cheesecake. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing. And then a fucking cheese board. Just to yeah. send me off, you know what I mean? Just to send me over the edge with like loads of like truffle fucking breeze and like goat's cheeses and like some good cheddars from around the world. So I'm it. assuming whoever's killing me has like got a big budget. So that's gonna be. The- Wash it down with a glass of milk as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Final nail in the coffin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might not even make it to the chair, man. Yeah, I know. I've literally <laughs> killed myself already. Yeah, thanks for the last skeptic for coming through on the podcast. Um, super interesting, that one. It was really interesting to hear someone that had started life as a, as a vegan or vegetarian and you know transitioning the other way super interesting take on that um shout out to the last skeptic for coming through and talking on the podcast and for providing the music that you're listening to right underneath me now which i'm ruining talking over it but you know go check out some more of last skeptic's music if you want to hear it without me mumbling on it um but big shouts to tuning in again please 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 make sure you share this with all your friends if you're enjoying the podcast um really helps a lot for us to grow it get some some more guests on and and keep things moving um hit us up on all the normal social media platforms at big rap cookbook and also check out www 
bigrapcookbook.com to keep in the loop about when the next issue of the cookbook is dropping. Do you even need to say www at the beginning of the websites anymore? I think people know. But yeah, peace out.